Episode five. <laughs> Episode five. I'm here with a very good friend of mine, Steve Wasserval. Um, I, I'm going to read what it says about you in your bio and your website. Yeah, do it. As a grit and graffiti aficionado, he truly does heart New York. He was classically trained in Russian impressiveness, pline air landscape painting, but has sin, since defected and is full-blooded American impressionist. Today, Steve's take on New York City as an ongoing subject has lots of texture and layers, both aesthetically and metaphorically. His mentors may be shaking their heads, but lovers of New York City can't get enough. So why did you pick that as like a description of who you are? <laughs> I think it's a good description because um, Russian impressionism, <laughs> impressionism, it's funny that it's Russian, you know, so like no one likes Ru <laughs> no one likes Russia. Right. So I want to be clear that like I'm anti-Russia. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like and that was that was even before now. That was years ago that I wrote that um that Pia helped me write it too. Um hey, I didn't write, even think about that. Yeah, I tried to write like a like a honest bio and it I learned Russian impressionism from where? Style. That's just who taught me from this guy. He was my mentor, you could, I guess, my painting mentor. He taught classes and I would take these classes, but then I would like uh, help him out and be his you know, student. Where did and, you go to school? Huh? Where did you go to school for uh, art? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> huh? uh, school, yeah. Did you go to school for art? I, like, I where did, did you learn? I did, that's that, with him was after school and I was thinking that's like, that's a thing artists do. You like work with other artists that do stuff you want to do. And you, it's like apprenticing still. Basically. Yeah. Well, but that was after art. I went to art school, or I went to University of Colorado. But I studied, you know, I studied art there. <laughs> it wasn't like an art school, you know. But it, it sounds like state university. Your love a, for art started at a very young age, right? Yeah, I was always making art. Like always. since you've been born, you were always focusing on making art. Were you, was your mom or dad an artist? Um, my dad's good at. He's good at drawing. He's an engineer. Um, yeah, he's an artist, so not professionally, I guess you'd say. So, like, what started this love for it? <laughs> Where did it start? Oh, just right away, like you said, or when I was a kid. Just, you know, every kid draws a lot, and it's like I just never stopped. stopped. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's so really cool. That's really what it was like. Yeah. So, like, I was pretty good and would draw, like, comic book stuff realistically when I was a kid. Um, were your parents encouraging of it? Like, do you remember growing yeah. up and being like, you could one day be this world-renowned artist? Yeah, no, they weren't. They, they definitely were like, pray. They weren't like that. It wasn't like you're gonna be famous. But they also uh, thought it was cool and took me to a lot of things, or like entered me in stuff, or like uh, were impressed by it. <laughs> so, at what age did you start selling art? As a kid. That's, uh, I can even remember, uh, like my parent, like my different parents having dinner parties and I would like sell That's drawings amazing. to their friends yeah. for a few bucks or five bucks. And, uh, and then I was telling you the story of in like fourth grade, this, this kid in my class, I would draw the comic books and I draw them like perfectly, like a cover of a Wolverine or a Spider-Man or whatever. <laughs> 
That's and what got kids would, going. Yeah, he but. would like sell it for like lunch money, and uh, so the kids would buy drawings, and he would so it's like my broker, and he would like take a cut. This kid, and he thought of that. I thought so that cool. was pretty cool. Yeah. And then actually, it became a problem because, uh, or like they they told me to stop doing it, and they brought in my parents for like a parent teacher conference because kids would spend their money on it. You'd only have like a couple bucks because it was like fourth grade, and so if kids bought something for like a dollar. Uh, they wouldn't eat as much lunch, and then like parents were saying that their kids were giving their money to me. <laughs> so it wasn't like bullying, but it was like they were they weren't sure uh, what they were like. This probably shouldn't be selling stuff. You can't sell stuff at school, right? Now, at that point, were you thinking of yourself as an entrepreneur or an artist? Hmm. Artist then always always mm. an artist. Yeah. Do you? Like consider that, yourself an entrepreneur now or do you feel like when you describe yourself you describe yourself as an artist artist but you have to be an entrepreneur right also to do it um, I hang out with entrepreneurs I'm married to an entrepreneur <laughs> it is like being an entrepreneur yeah um, I always think about art first I guess you could say or like uh, not naturally smart about it or like think of the like like Pia's genius with pricing, right? And uh, the in, the money incentive is yeah, not, not what just motivates what to price you. it, but like comparatively, like how to do your pricing structure, right? And if you want to raise those prices, or like what you want to sell and don't want. Now, you would say over the last couple of years, like you're starting to figure out that equation, right? And one of them has been this focus on your love for Greenpoint. Now, why Greenpoint? Obviously, your studio's here. That's where I live, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, you could have picked anywhere to have your studio. Why Why did you settle on Greenpoint, and, like, what do you love about it? Well, the real deal is I just live in Greenpoint because that's where uh, my wife's dad, my father-in-law, had a, a small building. He owned a small building from 25 years ago. Wow. So, So we moved there. And that's in Williamsburg. But from being there, we just liked the neighborhood. And that was, you know, 12 years ago. So, but, but when it came to my paintings, I thought, um, I started getting into like why people, oh, people like, this is true about all art, but especially mine, they like whatever it is they like about the, the, the piece, yep. right? They put on their own even if it's abstract oh I like this one or I don't like this one like you like it so with mine you like it because these places mean something to you or you're from there or you know you, yeah. you remember have it. you have you always been drawing Greenpoint or did you kind of evolve no, I was doing all in New York when I first moved here and I would do Manhattan and sell it in Manhattan in Union Square right now yeah. I would do like the main scenes um, but then I started doing just Greenpoint it's not like a rule it's not like I won't do sure Manhattan, of course but I started doing like all Greenpoint all the time, like five years ago or something, four or five years ago. And that was the idea. It was like, oh, if I was going to do New York all the time, which is what I knew I would do like forever, uh, it should just be my neighborhood. It should be like my borough or whatever that I live in. It's awesome. Um, you know, it can't be a different one. <laughs> so and it's all it's all New York. It's all good. You know, like any corner or any building and all that. It's uh it's not like one's better than the other. People will argue, debate that. <laughs> but I feel like Greenpoint 2 isn't one that's like totally, totally done yet. 
Right. I totally condoed out yet. It will be. So that's another part of it. Yeah, we were just talking about it yeah. downstairs. That's another part like, of it is like, how much of it can I get still? Before and, it disappears. And yeah, and the paintings are like, I take tons of photos too. I mean, I have stacks and stacks of photos um, and, and paintings. So it's like, um, you know, getting it all before it's all gone. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, this has also evolved into the mini hunts, which is like your signature move now when it comes to who you are as not only an artist, but as a brand, right? Yeah, it's my thing. It's your thing. <laughs> yeah. And um, you had a huge, like, win over Easter where it just started getting picked up originally from the post, right? Yeah. So walk us through what happened there. Yeah, I'm trying. Yes, I'm just trying to remember that it, it was the post first. It was actually um, the Green Point uh, Green Pointers. Shout out to Green Pointers. Green Pointers blog. Yeah, so they're the they're the neighborhood blog, and there's other ones like Yes Williamsburg, which are more Williamsburg. Green Point's like the Green right. Green Pointers is the Green Point one, and they've done a few features on me, and they feature artists, anything, everything local. And they did a thing about the mini hunts. And then someone from the post saw that and uh, right before Easter. And, and that knew that I was going to do like an Easter one because I had done it the year before. And no one covered it or whatever. It wasn't the story. But so that's what it was. It was someone from the post saw the Green Pointers thing and then for Easter needed like an Easter story. <laughs> so it became like an Easter Sunday post page article. It was pretty cool. Why don't you just walk everyone through, if they don't know you, what is a mini hunt? Okay, yeah. It's a tiny little stretched canvases, actually like two by three inches, uh, like a business card, but it's stretched on wood with canvas, just like a, a real canvas. And I paint a little, in my style, impressionist uh, scene of the neighborhood of Greenpoint and then hide it in Greenpoint. And then I put it, I email it to my, my group of people and I put it on Instagram that it's out there and then people look for it and find it. And how many people would you say go on the hunt? Oh gosh, it's, uh, you know, it could be like like 15 to 30 people, 40. It's, it's usually not more than that because it also doesn't last much more than like 30 minutes right. or so. Like sometimes it'd be like five minutes Right. I mean, people will find it, like run there and find it right away. So it also so, has to do with locality. Like, like if somebody's nearby, yeah. you know, they'll run out there and get it. Um, so they get found really fast, but I'm doing a lot of things to make it last longer. So like the last couple ones You've were almost hiding. an hour. Yeah, I did a couple, couple things to step up the hiding. So what about this? Like, obviously you're getting a lot of publicity for this. One thing that we could do, Roger, is we could just put up a couple of the pieces right here so everyone can see a couple examples but like what gets you excited about this because you know I'm following along not only your social media I get your emails and I get excited right and I think oh good <laughs> yeah but I think what I see that gets me excited is just like you're doing something different right it's not just about the, the money like emails is that yeah, what you mean because yeah. I, I know you get one of those every week I send out one of those. yeah I, I worry about those being annoying but I asked around and it, no one's ever really complained about it so they get like you they like seeing like oh wow there's one uh, he hit another one yeah or, and just like you're giving back to the community that has given you so much not only for your just life but also for your art right that's true that's always cool to hear there's like 
peop- old school neighborhood people that will just like message me and be like, thanks for bringing a attention to Greenpoint or like uh, uh, making it look, you know, making it beautiful or making it make, yeah. It's like an attraction type thing. I try to get at those. That's like my social media strategy. It's yeah. like I try to get at those like New York sort of like uh, not tourist, but like to do travel timeout style. Yeah. Uh, weekend stuff to do. You know, like I want yeah, to I show think, up on stuff like that. And I think people probably come to New York and this is one of the things they think of that get them excited is like, oh, I'm going to go do one of these mini hunts. That's it. Yeah, that, and you can tell someone easy. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you look for this mini painting. Yeah, it's every weekend. That's why I do it every weekend too. Like it's one of the. That's why you're right. It's like my thing for sure. Because if I'm not doing anything else, I'm still hiding a mini. Uh, so every, awesome. <laughs> every weekend and working on making the hunt last longer. So like the person who found it last weekend was first time hunter. Oh. So that was for me. That was a win. Like, right. Yeah. Because I want I don't want people to be discouraged by these like veteran crew. Of <laughs> that just go off that, and they- yeah. There's this like group of like ten, let's say, of different people that like have a they have a bunch too. They've all found like four or five or six mini paintings. Yeah, and I when I think about like artists that have been huge, right? The number one that comes to mind is like Banksy, right? Banksy will go to a city and he'll do this idea. He'll give clues. He'll put up free art. People will take down the art. They'll resell it or they'll keep it for their own collection. And because his idea is like, I just want to put up beautiful art. He makes more money in return for not being as selfish, you know, if um, versus the other hand where you're like, you would never sell your piece for under the amount that you could um, because you're afraid it's, you know, people are going to expect you to give it for a discount. No, I always liked his residencies yeah. a lot. They're super cool. And you're right. Uh, that's a cool way to look at it. But like, he opens up the the value exchange on it or like the he doesn't set the price right it's like it's like people take pieces of walls off right and then they'll try to auction that yeah that's that's i always like that a lot yeah so easter happens green pointers you know they they publish this article new yorker uh picks it up and then all of a sudden now not new yorker but new york post sorry the new york post yeah. <laughs> and uh, we want to do New Yorker too. That's the idea is that like when we keep doing it, do it for years and then want every place to cover it. But yeah, lots of them did. It, Reuters did it. And so then local news picked it up. And, and you're so, telling me before your buddy did a kind of analysis and how many papers were you ended up being in? Oh, yeah. Like like spots. It was like 160. It's like a PR software tool. <laughs> like, and the funny thing is like you do this every week whether you get the publicity or not. I I did it for three years before that happened. So like, and I think that's an important learning lesson, right? For people that are watching right now, (laughs) seriously, like it really is. I mean, uh, if someone said, how did you get in the post? Right. If someone like, how'd you do that? Like, well, I did a thing all the time for a long time. And it was a thing that like other people, uh, it was for other people or like that they could enjoy or that like, there's a lot of ways to say that. I don't know a good, a cool way to say that. Like no, but it's true. Giving something where people, like you said, it's like an attraction, or it's like yeah, a, it's givers gain. It's yeah, the idea that's why Green Pointers would mention it. It was like they'd have events, and they'd be like, "Well, there's going to be this mini hunt thing," because like they'd be on the news, interviewed, and it's like a, it's a mentionable, <laughs> anecdotal thing, right? Yeah, right. And I think you know. 
uh, part of my research coming into today was just looking at you on Google, on Instagram, right? Just getting downloaded. And I think one thing that I'm really impressed of that re that reminds me of entrepreneurship, obviously you've always been around it, but you're clearly, your number one goal is being an artist, right? Is this idea that you're always pivoting, you're never complacent, right? And we were talking about how 2017, your idea was sellout, right? Hashtag sellout. Where, do you wanna just tell the viewers what the idea was about? Yeah, I mean, it's still alive. It's, uh, it, the idea of sellout was just uh, group art shows based on selling art. You know, but not like art fair, still like a regular art show, but like uh, lots of self-marketing and promotion and uh, shamelessness, I think was like the theme of it. And uh, we did a few of those big shows and the idea, same idea is to help other people and artists. And actually the reason we stopped it was events are hard and expensive and lots of red tape. And then also like, do we want to do events? And when we really think about it, it's like, no, like, yeah, it's cool to have cool events and someone should be doing that. But like, is that what we want our daily to be? Our activities to be? No. If you were still doing that, you probably wouldn't be doing these mini hunts. No, that's what happened. The mini hunt was like a natural like evolution or de-evolution of the art show. It was like with the pandemic, mm -hmm. it, it was like, let's get away from, it wasn't just because we were forced with that. It was before the, the pandemic and, and lockdown and stuff that we were saying like, how can we have a show without a show? Because a show is really still the biggest catalyst for an artist yep. to meeting people and selling pieces and selling pieces in the future and just having something to tell people to go to. Yeah. Like uh, if you don't have a, a space to show or uh, an event coming up, you need stuff to be coming up. So like you need to be seen. Uh, so that was the, it became clear that like charging the artist was what these people started telling us to do. Yep. <laughs> we didn't want to do that. We were like, oh, that's how that ends up happening. Right. Like, that's what all those art things are where you pay to have a table and, or a booth, and, you know, the, those art fairs, yep. which people do well at. I mean, you can sell nothing at or you can do well at it. Sure. But that's the thing. We didn't want to get in the art fair business. We didn't want to get in the art event business. But that's what sellout was then. Um, now it's more just like... A, uh, like like a joke like a joke like a right. philosophy of the like shamelessness just right. carrying that on with like writing and cartoons and stuff but yeah moved into the mini hunt which is like also like street art and like my little like prank thing that I get to do uh, but I'm just giving art away that's what I really want to do is like uh, I think I want to do some just straight on brick like some little graf <laughs> graffiti yeah. paintings uh, straight on the wall that'd be cool so, I don't know if anyone chisel it out. You never uh, know. <laughs> yeah, I think thinking the about... Press, it's fun to talk about like trying to get press. I know everyone's super curious about that. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Right, that is huge I for mean, a business. I think that's a thing that when you talk about entrepreneurs and if I'm entrepreneurial, that is a part where I am is marketing. Because it's like an artist does have to be do a bunch of entrepreneur stuff. But like I think marketing is one that you all entrepreneurs have to know about yeah. even if they don't do it themselves. it will kill your business if you yeah. don't have it i think you have to do it yourself some i would love to be proven wrong on that but then as an artist i think you have to do it too but it's the part that could be cool for you as an art because it's like it could be it should be your art 
And that's what the minis are also. It's like, I like doing that and it's fun and it's cool. And I get to give away a painting basically. And people are like running around looking for it. Um, that's marketing still, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, so I'm pretty proud of that, me and Pia, because we came up with that together. And that like replaced art shows. So it's free art. So it's not even like, you know, it's not an income producing thing, but it is. It's like, that's where the, the people that hear about me come from. Of course. Yeah, I mean, we've been in some major publications and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, people that I haven't heard from from years like, hey, we saw you in the New Yorker. Hey, we saw you in New York Times. Yes, I, you got all that stuff. It's, it's so legitimizing that it's right. like, it's really annoying in a way, right? It's like- For we, sure, every time someone says it, it's almost like- Someone from nowhere or forever ago right. is like, wow. And you're like, I've been doing this for a long time. Nothing just happened just now. That's what it's, it just looks like. That's it's the perception, it right? Yeah. And that's the idea, honestly, of this podcast, right? You've been hustling. When I asked you how long you've been an artist, you said your entire life. Forever. Right? Then when I asked you about the mini hunt, you said you did it every single week for three years. That's, and then all of a sudden yeah. this article comes out and now, you know, you're, this is your brand, right? You've become this mini hunt brand. That's true. The mini hunt thing I did for years where almost no one did it. You know, that's the, that's the funniest part is the beginning. It's lame. Like no one does it. There's like two people that show up and they can't find it. And I'm like texting them directions. I'm like left, left more. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm like, <laughs> and uh, it'd take hours for people to find it. Um, and I would do that. I would go out and do that, you know. But how humble, <laughs> how humbling is that looking back? Like, you know, 15 I, years ago, you know I, was, why I was a joke. I was okay with doing it. It was uh, because it wasn't like, it, it didn't feel humbling because I was like, I knew then, and, and you're making, you, you just mentioned a couple different times where I did it. If you just do something like a, enough, you do it like all the time, it, that creates value in, yes. in and of itself. Even you, can, it, you wouldn't believe the type of stuff. I mean, you would junk you could do it with anything if yep. you just like f zero in on it and do it all the time uh, that produces something like a, a special I had an art teacher explain it that way he goes you don't go looking for something new he goes you go in like a well-worn direction and you but you go like f off the edge of it you go further yeah than people have gone by doing it longer or doing it diff more or harder or whatever yeah, I think Malcolm Gladwell says it takes 10,000 hours, right? Like that, I feel like when people talk about entrepreneurship or being an artist, they usually go back to that quote. But I always thought yeah, it actually it. takes way more than 10,000 hours. The more the better, yeah. But they, he's probably too afraid to tell someone 50,000 yeah, hours, right? no one right? will do it. No one will do it if you but say it. But also what I've learned about entrepreneurship is you work the first 10 years of your life to reap the rewards at the last 10 years of your life. I like that one, yeah. So I think, you know, thinking about what you've done in your evolution, I think that's where most artists fail, right? They don't market themselves, they're super talented, and they just assume, I'm a super talented artist, people should come find my art, and I'm afraid to fail, right? And part of what we're seeing here, we're seeing with other entrepreneurs that we're talking to is, they're not afraid to fail. They actually embrace failure because the more they fail, the bigger learning lesson is, the more they're willing to make that hard change that most people aren't. 
Dude, that's so true. I mean, that's why I don't think of artists as entrepreneurs. Because like what you just said is like if artists could do that, they, they would, would be, do well. Yeah. They, because because it's not like, oh, I hope I do well. But you, a lot of people approach it that way. It's, it's just like anything else where it's like there's some hard truths about it. There's some stuff that you won't want to do. There's some things you wish aren't true about it. But like everyone that is dedicated to making anything or creating anything or music, act, any of that, mm -hmm. uh, if you do it a lot, like you'll be good at it. It then becomes this matchmaking thing, right? Which is the same as sales or the same as like totally entrepreneur. It's like, who is this for, right? Whatever this thing is that I do or like, what's the right, where, who's going to pay me for this? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's why it is entrepreneurial, but I wish artists could know and do what you said there. I feel like they struggle with that because they have to be like, well, you know, if you painted more of this or that, like I had a lot of people tell me stuff like that, which looking back, they were right. And I didn't do it then. Because it's not like I finally gave in and did it. It was more like I just had to figure out for myself. I guess. Of course, like I couldn't do it just from being told. <laughs> You can't just do it because someone tells you to do it. You have to do yeah. it because you want to make the change. That is because if I did it that way, it wouldn't have been genuine. But it's like that's what I've that's what I still like about sell out the idea is like what's the way that like you get everything where it's like well, what do I love to do that also people like and so like landscape painting is what I did. Yeah. In fact, I was almost thinking like I needed to not do it because I'm like oh fucking landscape painting. No, what Who's that's the, yeah that not who but like. You know, you paint the lighthouse at the beach town and people buy those or dolphins in Florida. <laughs> like there's that yeah. career, which yeah. I wouldn't be against. Anything you can find as an artist, any like little like thing you can carve out where you people like your stuff, where you have like a little audience, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't, you're not going to be picky. Like, but that's the ideal would be it's something that you like to do too. So like landscape painting and then connecting. That's another reason I did just the neighborhood. Mm. It's like uh, people in New York love their neighborhood. It's like I'm gonna do the neighborhood. And like right. I want to do essence of New York stuff. So I shouldn't do Empire State Building. I shouldn't do Chrysler. Building. I should do like you know those things from across the river. I should do like these scenes down the street and on the corner around my apartment. Yeah. That. And you really have two New Yorkers after post-COVID, right? You got the one New Yorker who's nostalgic. They left and, you know, they're they're promoting. And then you got the second New Yorker where they're diehards, right? And if they didn't love their neighborhood, why would they have stayed, right? So um, yeah. I think there was me describing exodus. Yeah. So describing that, like you, you never left, right? You stayed. No, we didn't go anywhere. So what was that like? Like. What was that experience of not you only you weren't here? I was, here. but I want you to you to here. tell the people that you know most of our audience left. For yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, I think if people had a place to go, they went there. Right, right. Maybe we would have if we had like a, a different house or like a vacation house or. Um, yeah, we weren't against people going. <laughs> like that makes sense. Uh, but what was like being? Here? Oh, it was just uh, it was just super vanilla sky. Uh, it was very empty, weird, quiet. It was, there weren't even like cars parked because like you're saying a lot of people left. Yeah. There wasn't even like fully parked on the streets, cars, especially around here. And how do you feel like, what, what do you feel like it's become now? Like, you know, a lot of times I describe to people, it's almost like changing in the guards for me. Like the next generation came in and the people that were on the fence, like, mm, I want to start a family. I want to move on. They left and now the next 
group moves in and you know I feel like although it's a drastic change it feels to me now like New York is stronger than ever oh yeah I mean you never have to worry about New York you have to worry about the world yeah uh, I think that's just people that's just almost like sports teams like trash talking it's like oh New York's gonna go down like I because I lived in Boston too and I lived in New York it's like and and you know Philly's nearby and they yeah. talk tons of trash city trash city trash talk like yeah. your city sucks ours yeah. is better yeah like uh, I think that's what it was it's like oh kicking New York lots down because it was like the hot zone mm -hmm. the outbreak zone uh, it really was right I mean it, the numbers I was reading depends which uh, news sure. sources you sure <laughs> now how did you change as an artist during COVID like mm. did you have to pivot at all no I just uh, tripled down on the minis that but so it changed I changed but it wasn't like it wasn't like a style change or anything, and it was something I was already doing. It was just like, cause the pandemic, I just like, oh, I'm gonna just do these all the time. Like, and it was this week we were talking about with the trying to get away from big shows, yeah, and but still do like a live thing that was real that people could like, that people would enjoy. That was the thing that I didn't like about art shows. It wasn't like there was no right, <laughs> no surprise or delight. There was no like fun. And then even shows I would go to that were really fun and cool that they would try to add in fun. There'd be like jugglers there and shit or like sword swallowers. Uh, sword swallowers. <laughs> that, that stuff is awesome. But also still wasn't like, I mean, actually your thing with the auction was like that because it was so exciting. I was going to say they still weren't like uh, interactive, but that was. That so, was. We, so we had an art gala and um, the idea was, and this was 2019. Was it? Um, the idea was we were going to take repurposed junk that couldn't be donated and ha find local artists to um, basically give it another life. And people were drawing on old paintings, mirrors, uh, windows, and we ended up having 15 artists that uh, submitted 25 pieces. And Steve was the highlight of, of the artists. It was called Derelict. And it was called yeah, Derelict. That's the best part about it. <laughs> and uh, all 15 pieces, oh, excuse me, all 25 pieces sold, um, and all of the proceeds went to Habitat for Humanity. And um, it's done the best auction, art auctions I've ever seen, honestly, dude. Thank you. And I've been to a lot. I've been to a lot of art, different sized art auctions, all sizes. And uh, the energy that people were like excited that they knew. Uh, a lot of the artists or that like they were into there were people there that were wanted like yeah. uh, Angela or a, a Steve like that was awesome dude yeah um, and then that every piece started zero that's something I started doing so now when I do online auctions I'll do like an Instagram auction I, I um, and artists can't people can't believe that like oh you gotta start with something because they're like what if no one I'm like that's what's awesome about it it's like what if no one, but mm -hmm. no one will never not because in fact, when it's zero, someone will be like, oh, well, a hundred bucks, uh, hundred fifty, you know. And th then they're committed to it. Yeah, now that's something at least. Whereas if you start at the minimum, yeah, no one might bid at that. And yeah. and really they, they still get bid to that usually anyway. It's not like, that's the other thing. They weren't like one and done bids on, on your no, stuff. No, absolutely awesome. not. Yeah. All those pieces, man, and all of them. 
every single piece. I don't know if you realize so, how ballsy that was. Like I do. I, I back. It's a like, lot of people told me not got to got up on stage. Yeah, and we're like, I'm gonna live auction thirty or twenty five pieces. Twenty five pieces. And uh, back to back to back to back. And this group's gonna have to au- au- bid. Buy Every them. piece sold. I couldn't believe it. And yeah, <laughs> that means you had a good group. Yeah, like you invited or your friends or whoever you invited. Like that was the right. people that are in art that had some money yeah. that liked some of the artists that were there. Stuff like that is awesome, man. It's hard to have good events. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I think, you know, number two, we were going to go with a completely different theme, uh, but then COVID happened. So, you know, we've held off on it, but I feel like it was such an awesome way to give back to Habitat and the community and also promote some of my close friends and artists, right? That. I want to make sure people know about that might not do as good of a job as you marketing their brand. Yeah, no, artists aren't good at marketing. Yeah, so like, <laughs> let's go into that because I think one interesting part about our dynamic is you're an artist. I'm an art aficionado, right? Like, I don't, I, I can't draw, I can't paint, but I appreciate it, and I also like collecting pieces. So. You know, like, what does that mean to you when you hear, uh, I'm, I've never been into art before, or, you know, I've always been into graffiti, and now I'm looking at, you know, more of a landscape. Like, what does that mean to you? Um, well, I like how you, aficionado, if that's what you call it, that's what I'll call it. Because I, I did want to ask you about that, about, like, what draws you to certain stuff. Because cause that's how I think of it. It's like... I do landscape I do because that's what I did and that's what I learned and I've messed around with other stuff and getting abstract and I still do some abstract stuff but it's still landscape influenced or themed or whatever um, I decided to do like this essence of New York thing and I'm gonna like do it forever and I think that'll be what's cool about it, like doing it for a long time and being like oh that guy oh those that mini hunt thing like I want to be the mentionable yeah <laughs> blurb <laughs> about the neighborhood thing so so it's less about like oh landscape's the best it's like i want to commit yeah just like the mini paintings i want to like commit and that they're landscape paintings too so like they're not something different so i think that's part of it is like to just and i think that's the same entrepreneur thing is like uh you, you're gonna do it you yeah. pick a thing you're gonna do and you're gonna do it and uh that's it that's how it works you know like uh it's it, it's not uh, the mini painting thing. I, you know, I did it. I wanted to get press for it, and I wanted it to become bigger and lots of people to do it, as many people to do it. But like, you have to be willing to like. I had to do it not for that for a couple for three years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I had to do it all the time. This thing, and now I do it like religiously. I do it every weekend. So I fucking love it. So. Yeah, someone who's into art, I think the relationship to what I'm doing with like what you do, which is like you appreciate and collect art, it's like I'm going to do a thing that's going to be very easy to see the like geologic lines, mm-hmm. to see the timeline of, to, to see the evolution of. It's going to match with the neighborhood that it's gonna, you're going to miss. when it's, We're all going to miss when it's all gone yeah. and, and, you can see, and everyone lives in New York knows that's exactly what's happening it's so 
it, it is a very like inclusive thing and that's what the minis do too so they're just like uh, perfect love it thing that's why I spend most of my time on them and reproductions like I haven't made too many new paintings I will um, that's my next thing on the list but like uh, and the Greenpoint beer label I'm super excited about that Ooh. I've also been like You're doing a collab par- with them paralyzed oh yeah yeah they show, always show artists, and then those artists do their cans. Oh, awesome. Um, that's why they have cool can designs. Yeah, so let's go into that, because I feel like that's been a huge... That's like a dream for me. I'm going to have a beer can. It's going to be a Greenpoint <laughs> beer can, and I get to name the flavor, and then they'll like p- try to pair it with the right wow. type of beer or whatever. Man, I mean, for people who like beer, yeah. I'm just going to have the fridge. It's just going to be stocked. That's going to be awesome. Just all Steve Greenpoint Perfectly beer. lined up yeah, label. Yeah. So... You know, I think this has been huge for your career is not only like do I feel like you do such a great job promoting other artists that you truly believe in, but you also do a lot of collabs, right? Yes. Why? Why why go down that route? Well, the collabs are my new version of doing stuff with artists and so we so that all the artists get some attention or sales. So um, not only does it help with just growing your own platform because you cross promote yeah but also you get two artists for the price of one here's the here's the real story that's lame it's like i was doing tons of social media marketing research Mm -hmm. just for our business Mm -hmm. for me and pia's branding course coaching program and uh and i learned on that that that's the thing that like that's what it was yeah like so in my account it was like 13,000 it was like oh how did I get the most people and I could look back on it it was like anytime another place or person posted it yeah and it was like a good uh, overlap or match or whatever yeah and I think you know part of so other artists are like the best yeah and just entrepreneurship in general right like if you believe in a brand if you believe in a person you want to help out in any way possible and I think something like this podcast right most of the people that are diehard Junklugger fans are close family and friends, right? And now they're going to see this amazing artist. They're going to get to follow you. Your your base is going to be able to see who we are as a brand. So I think the, the constantly cross-promoting aspect that most artists are probably afraid of is actually a, a way that you've created a lot of success for yourself. Yeah, like even the way we're talking about it, like I wish there was different language for it, right? We're like, right. oh, cross-promotional. Sounds JV, business. JV, uh, yeah, because those are the terms that are for it. Like that's why I love talking about the mini thing as a marketing thing. Like they even wrote it up, uh, mentioned that in some of the write-ups and articles. They're like, oh, and it's how he markets his uh, list. And it's like, yeah, it's okay to say it, you know? It's yeah. Like, because it's not like... Uh, something that's posing as interesting that's actually just trying to get you or it it is what it is it is fun and interesting and yeah you'll get the email earlier than instagram if you're on my email list that might be the only reason you follow like that's fine of course if you love the neighborhood though like you're gonna like my other stuff of course so it's good marketing it's just like we say about good commercials or ads you're not you know you're annoyed by a commercial if it's something you don't like or need right or commercial that sucks but if it's something you want or you like it, you're, oh, you're not like, oh, get this commercial out of my face. You know, you're like, oh, I might get that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of new products that I've tried, uh, Instagram pushed on me over it and over works. again. Yep. 
Oh, because, yeah, it's, like, right in the feed. Like, I find myself about to like it, and I'm like, oh, it's an ad. Like, I don't need to like that. No one's going to see that. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, they know. Yeah? They know. So, <laughs> with collabs, like, yeah, which artists were, like, what would you say were the game changers when it came to collabs? I've only done a, I've only done a handful so far. That's the big plan this year is mm-hmm. to now do lots of them, especially now that, speaking of, COVID and pandemic that like everything everybody's doing everything yep opening back up again yeah because a lot of you know collabs had to do with like people coming and doing stuff to the paintings I mean that's what this one is here um, so who's that cash artist? for so he he's all over everyone that that loves New York who <laughs> that's who loves my stuff they all they know his tag that's so that's awesome. why it's a good example of like uh, me and him just linked up through different people that we knew and, and art shows and neighborhood. And he just came by and just tagged a few pieces and prints. And, uh, and then I auctioned those on Instagram and people bought them, but they, they knew, knew who he was. And, and cause I mean, he did this with an extinguisher, like on that rock climbing place wow. around the corner because it's got like this huge white wall and he just like did it just like this. So, so, sick. so yeah. So, I know my audience. It's neighbor, it's neighborhood people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a couple thousand neighborhood people. Um, that's the email list. So, yep. um, and there's a lot of people out of state too, which is surprising. They just like, like you said, they're just like, oh, cool, look, that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. People are looking for that painting right now. Yeah, and thinking about right now, your your son is two or three, almost four. Wow, and yeah, he's an artist, right? Well, sure, aren't they all at uh, mm-hmm. two? But three, I'm sure four. the way that you're encouraging is different <laughs> oh, yeah. than. We have studio days. He comes to the studio. I mean, that looks like some of his work there <laughs> on the sketch pad. Oh, yeah, he draws Spider Man stuff. Uh, he draws some pretty good Marvel Universe. <laughs> so, how does that feel knowing that, like, he's becoming passion and he's going to be the next oh, generation? I love it. Uh, He's come on mini hunts with me, so he's painted his own mini paintings. Oh, that's awesome. Come with me. He's hidden them, and then people find his. And because in real time, I'm like responding to people's questions and stuff on it. Uh, when they found his, because I've done it a couple of times, so they'll say, "Is this it?" And I'll say, "No, that's that's my son's." And oh, people, <laughs> so you know, great. people love that. <laughs> like I, I love use, I don't use him that, that much considering how much people love that but like uh, he's come along on it he gets it and he gets that so like when he sees the photo he gets that someone like found it because even when he we, so he knows the mini painting oh we're, someone's gonna find it someone's gonna like it he gets the whole deal totally pretty cool yeah and I mean being a new dad like he makes drawings and paintings for presents for his classmates and oh, stuff that's and amazing to him. yeah which they don't like like or care <laughs> but, but he he wants to give it to them of course which, yeah being a new dad like I love and it. also a business owner like watching my through my daughter's eyes seeing junk lugger seeing remix her coming with me to the office you know the my yeah, employees they get what you do totally they know like they're, they're in school they what does my dad do you know I'll say my mouse hide hides paintings for people to find. <laughs> That's so great. They'll say uh, the so lugs great. junk for people. Uh, yeah, gets all their stuff. But like, it's <laughs> you know it's pretty amazing, right? That your son gets to come to work. 
gets to experience these mini hunts, a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Or then maybe they're no, just sitting I think on Zoom all awesome. day. He's very lucky. I mean, he, you know, he gets, he's getting the Williamsburg. Yeah. He's getting the, the silver spoon treatment now. He's, he loves to come to the studio. He calls it, he calls it his studio. <laughs> uh, yeah. He loves like picking a thing. I mean, he's got stacks of canvases around here that are his. Amazing. What I loved, my favorite part of making art with my kid is giving him the confidence to just go for it and to do stuff and paint it. And like, I know how, how important that is. Yeah. Like how important it is and how, how overlooked it is and easy it is to just not like, it, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. Or adults don't even notice they're doing it. It's like, you don't even need to comment on if it's good or bad and none of that even matters. No. You know? It's just like, you just encourage that they are doing it uh, because they love it. And I think everyone stops doing, you know, all the singing, dancing, painting, drawing as they, you know, if you don't love doing it yep. first, but also if you're like not great at it, because if yep. you were really great at something, you would keep, you'd probably just keep doing it. You yeah. wouldn't have to make your whole life about it. Right. Like you could just be really good at dancing. Right. And uh, you still have the, everything else that you're doing. It wouldn't yeah. have to be the main deal. And I think that, all the art stuff would be like that for everyone if it was like they had like someone who was thinking about it and encouraging who, it and yeah someone who creating knows what it's like to make stuff where yep. it's like all you need to do is be like excited that that it's being made and make it easy to make so that's like same for me like i won't paint if it's like that's why i even let myself have such a sloppy studio with like the piles and everything i was like i'm gonna do whatever it takes <laughs> I'm gonna put up with whatever it takes for me to like wanna just paint. And if I have to clean every brush and this and that and do all this thing, like I'm never gonna wanna do it. No. Yeah, it had to be like right there to pick up and do. So I leave the brushes in the can, they're wet right now, they're getting all frayed. Mm -hmm. I let them be frayed. <laughs> yeah, so that's my favorite part with him is that uh, with the kid. Well, it's I think like, you, you really get it's making it like an unbridled It's not the destination, thing. right? Yeah, it's all about the journey. A, making it a thing that is just another way he expresses himself and does stuff, and that it's super natural and easy. He and probably I, won't even be an artist. He I was need, just he, about he won't to need to be. It's like I am because I was like I have to express myself. You know. Sure, and I think you know. There's two ways to look at it. One, as a parent, you could look at it as he's going to be a world-renowned artist. You know, or the other way is looking as. I'm just encouraging to be okay with not being great or being amazing at it, but just creating this environment where he thrives. I think he might do a bunch. I think that they kids, uh, our kids age might do lots of things. Like, I think they'll think about it differently than us. Yeah. I think we, I think even though like, okay, you pick your career and you do your thing and that's the thing you do and you do it for like 30 years or something. Like, I think that'll kind of, be less of how it's done and not just because in like a good way it'll be like you know you'll have to, the revolving door of jobs and different the economy going to yeah it'll just be you'll have to just be a little bit more resourceful everyone will have to be a little bit more entrepreneurial Pia's yeah. often had a her what she calls her vision for the future of uh american business which is like that everyone's sort of like a you gotta a hustle mini entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah you gotta have a 
side job or something and, and then as all the apps and softwares make it easier and easier like everyone will sort of sell something that. right people yeah i love ebay that. or apps or Uber. yeah there's a lot of times people come up to me and they're like i have this amazing idea like where should i start and my answer is usually just start yeah just don't do think something. yeah don't think about it like that just what is step one what does step two look like you know, what does a week look at, like after that? That's why I say it has to be something that you would just freaking do anyway. Yeah. Because otherwise, what, you do something for your business takes a few years to get rolling also. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how many similarities there are. I don't think that's just like an American capitalist sort of point of view. It's like art and entrepreneurship. It's like it's so similar. And yeah. yet... The entrepreneur is like fully willing to do what you know, whatever not, it like takes, kind of whatever it takes. Like they won't hundred percent the product in certain ways, maybe or certain things. But like, you're right, they're more diehard for it. Where the artist, it's almost like the opposite. Where it's like, can I do this without commercial doing that, yeah. without doing whatever it takes? Because yeah. I, I wish sometimes artists would not do whatever it takes. Not like, not like give up the biggest thing, but you know, be like, well, what if? I love saying that to them. It's like, what if? Uh, you know, take that painting you have over there. If you did those most of the time, like would that, would you hate that? You know, I love and, but that. what if you sold like 25% more? I mean, not, not that I can know that stuff, but like I, no, I, I think, think those important. types of opportunities are available to everybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think some people are just going to be amazing artists and other people are going to really double down on the insight that you're giving them after being in this career for decades and be willing to make changes you know be willing to think about are they okay with doing something for years without any sort of recognition that's all it is man and that's why the ten thousand hours made sense mm -hmm. to bring up because uh i really think that man i don't think it's magic i think no. it's like you anybody who did something where you saw it and were like well that's cool or like oh wow i wish i could do that or how do you do that that it is amazing because it's like secretly really methodical and absolutely and boring and like unglamorous yeah it's unglamorous but when i was looking you up today and i saw how many publications you got the first thing that came to mind is like that makes sense it went internationally you know it was like yeah that makes countries. sense you you hustle those are my you know? favorite it was like the saudi times uh website i love that <laughs> or something you know it's just it's the same exact story so when I say 130 times, it was like it was like three stories, sure, you know, and it was 50 times each. But um, you're but discounting same, it, but that's how it works. Yeah, that's what absolutely. it is. And and hopefully, maybe with this Easter one or just some other event, I can like use those same places to like do it again, because mm -hmm. that's how it works, and that's that's what legitimizes value more than most things. Absolutely. You know, for people that are watching right now and. Are curious where to even start if they want to get into art and graffiti like who would you recommend to start looking up you know just to start the journey no need no one needs help with like who to be inspired by or like what to check out they'll find that stuff from who they like and the next person I mean it's really just you make art lots of people just everyone just like I was saying with the kids everyone should could make art you know it doesn't have to be your life or job like mm -hmm. imagine that if everyone kind of like sort of made some art of their own just like a little bit kind of all the time just like exercise <laughs> like that makes sense to me yeah um, that wouldn't have to just be like a total lifestyle um, 
So I would like that. I would like to see that. But um, no shout outs. None of your favorite artists right now. No, that you asked me and a bunch of other artists yeah, that at the poker game, couple, and uh, and we were all sort well, of stumped I, on that. Like I asked, which artists do you think thrive during COVID? I think that's why I answered it the way I did. Is it's like I'm less excited by someone's. In, I mean, I see so much art that I know and don't know every day that I love. It's everywhere. It's it's that's easy because that's the part that it's harder that I notice is that that connection mm -hmm. of like me. That's why even the algorithm, that's why I don't just totally trash on it. It's like it does some of what I'm trying to do, which is yeah. like it figures out what like, kind of oh, art? if you'd like that, you'd really like this. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And I'm not doing it in a like I'm doing it with like a way that that's what you're talking about with the alignment with yep. like the ideally. It's like I'm doing it in a way that you want me to do it. It's like I'm doing it in real life. Like tell what's the stuff in the neighborhood that people like the most? Yeah. Who are the other people? Like that's what I'll do. I'll ask for the collaborator. Who do you guys want to see? And so the next one I'm doing is one that people told me they want to see, and it's uh, my so life smart. in yellow. The uh, she does the yellow stickers and writes little poems. Cool. Um, you, do you know her? No, but no? we'll put it up on Instagram. My yeah, life in yellow. You, you've probably met her anyway. So she's finally she's giving me some labels. I'm gonna like include them in some paintings. Just like yeah, that. something really interesting which I didn't even think about is like in the last, let's say, five years, collaborations isn't just artist to artist anymore. It's brand to artist. Yeah, I do that too, right? So like places will reach out. Yeah. Hey, would you do a mini hunt of this place? Or I'll go to a place, hey, I want to do a, your place for a mini hunt. Um, so why do you think this has changed? do a mini hunt can reach out. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think no, this has I, changed and, and in the last couple of years? places I like, I do it. And it's places yeah. I don't, like this Skyline drive-in, I like the idea of a drive-in, but they covered up that skull. Yeah, uh, building that I like so much. Yeah, that I love, and so they keep wanting to do something, and I just I haven't I don't answer. I'm not like screw you. Yeah, I just won't do it with them. But I do them with ones that I like or places but pies and thighs or like you know I'm like hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like pies. Yeah, they give me and the winner the the mini person like a you know gift cards for pies and thighs. <laughs> I love that. Take that. <laughs> so one of the questions I always ask: if you could have a billboard, which it sounds like it would be in Greenpoint or Williamsburg, what would it say? I want a green, uh, a billboard. So what would it say? Good question. What would you Jeez. want people to see every day that are in your neighborhood? <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep thinking about that. That's a great question. Well, we've, we've talked about getting a billboard. We've looked up prices. You have to get them for a long time. Let's say you get a billboard for free. They just give I you know. a billboard. And then what we put on, we would always say we'd put my paintings on it. Maybe not a message. What would it say? Okay, so maybe it's your favorite landscape. Which one would you pick? It'd probably just be the view of uh, Manhattan from over here, from from Brooklyn, Greenpoint. Because that waterfront's going to get all obstructed. So that's what I keep thinking of is, like, is the best view. I mean, this view right outside my studio yeah. of uh, Con Ed building and the Freedom Tower. That was my favorite because it's, it's my studio and my view and the parks right there. And but that's also the print that sells the most. That's the painting that everyone I love asks it. about the most, even though it's sold. I think this is the first one where we haven't had words on the billboard, which gets <laughs> me excited. Yeah, right. I want it to be a scene of the area that the billboard was in. That's it, because I think just seeing that you'd be like, you'd be making it special. So you'd be like, oh, yeah, th this place is art. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how do you pick, uh, 
as a, a aficionado how do you you know how do i pick my yeah, favorite art what is it is it just you see a good it question. and it's lightning or like the you like prolificness i think maybe which is what yeah i think about. you know someone i probably Commitment. say i got into art maybe in the last decade 10 years um in the beginning i liked very specific artists but i couldn't afford it right um and a lot of times i was looking at big art, ones Popular yeah, ones. Popular ones like Alc Monopoly, Mystery, right. uh, Wisby. We were talking the ones about that brought you that, that brought, brought me to into it. Artwork. You saw that and you're like, oh, that's cool stuff. I want that. They made a brand price around. And you're like, oh man, whoa. yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think what that's a very normal art. Uh, yeah. Experience. Yeah. And I think what it ended up doing was like at first I looked at art as like an investment, right? And I wanted to like buy this piece right. that was unaffordable. And then one day like my daughter's you're like flip them. Yeah. And, and my daughter would get to live off of this art if she ever needed to sell it. And through time, I, I realized that it was less about the value that I could make by selling it and more about the value that it would bring to people who saw it. Right. And a lot of the art that I have all around my house in Connecticut people like will stand next to it and they'll put their hand up <laughs> and they'll just look at it and they'll tell me what they think of it. Yeah. And most of these um, pieces are friends of mine, right? Like, yeah. so I have a piece you of yours. Know, you know, yeah. And people will stand there and be like, oh, I know this place in Greenpoint. And to me, that's the part that I really, that, yeah. yeah, it really gets me excited is the fact that um, it just adds so much to already a cool room. Um, and it could be the centerpiece, even if it's just some subtle piece of art. And I think um, that's what I've always appreciated about your friendship is you're like, oh, if you like him, you'll like him. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and you know, I never thanked you, but you brought in a lot of artists for that art show that you were saying was the most successful one or one of the most successful ones you've been to. That's a perfect example of like, that wasn't a favor or anything. That was like, what your business is and the show you wanted to have you're like we found stuff with the cool pickings yep. of junk junk that's even Dare, calling it derelict and i was like oh, these certain people will love it mm -hmm. i still want to do a sellout thing that's like a newsletter where it's just like because i still get so many opportunities calls things that just aren't right or that i can't do or they don't pay enough because yeah. I'm, I'm you know yeah <laughs> Right, it's yeah. not enough for enough time, or they want a mural for like a couple hundred bucks, or stuff like that. But it's like, but I know other people would, and I'd love to. And there's there's things like that. There's like these art newsletters, but um, yeah, and I think it's not even just art. Like my favorite businesses will promote other businesses that they know that their their fan base and audience would like. You get that, yeah. That it's like uh, the the cross promotion. I mean, for lack of a better word, yeah. Right, that's huge. What it is. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, one of my and best friends. Said how I said, yeah, you like this, you like this. You like that. Yeah, sometimes, you like, like yeah. right now I'm on this Achilles journey and, like, I found these new shows. Shoes, Hoka's, right? You know Hoka's? I don't know. They're the sandals that I was wearing before. Oh, okay. And you're like, okay. those look so comfy. Yeah, they're drunk like green. Like moon sandals. Right. So now I'm telling, you know, all of my, my people who I know struggle with footwear about this brand. So I think just the power of, um, trust and branding and cr cross promotion can just add so much value versus some company that just does a really good job marketing. Yeah, you're, you're what they call a maven. Yep. <laughs>
You know that? You know Maven? Yeah. 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 You're Maven. <laughs> yeah. So no, but all entrepreneurs should be and artists should be. And I like artists too. And most artists are like that. That's the thing. Like uh, if they don't think about it as marketing, they we are our own hype man. We do hype our uh, friends. We bring our, our connections in. Not uh, disingenuously. Not like, oh, because it's my friend. It's like, no, no. Uh, their stuff will you'll be perfect for this or you'll if you like this you'll like that or yeah it's uh it's always real like uh that's actually one of the to artists starting out you said what i'd say i don't have any art advice right they'll make their art and they'll find the art they like i think that happens natural i think if you want to be an artist like do it you need to be able to sell some of it right and that's like yeah. way harder and weirder <laughs> so you heard it from steve focus on selling and yeah, but not like the way you think. That's what's funny. I was going to say, you got to do it through uh, uh, knowing other artists. Yep. You think it's from like meeting with like dealers or gallery owners or like mm -hmm. people who buy art, right? Yep. But you don't know who those people are. You're not going to meet those people. You don't know they are. It's just going to be from making sure enough people see your stuff and the people who like it will just remember and mention it when it comes up. That's what happens for me, for example. If I saw, if, if someone just burst in here and showed me the art, some random person would be like, look at that. I'd be like, oh, oh get out of here. Yeah. I'd still like if I weird, right. and that whole thing was weird, but like, hmm, my art was pretty cool. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able, it wouldn't even. I love I'd it. Like that was so disruptive, but like, hmm, that was pretty cool art. Like, <laughs> and then if someone asked me something or this or that, or liked something, I'd be like, oh, his stuff would, they probably <laughs> like that weirdos stuff too yeah so it's just yeah it, it's surprising me how artists have helped me the most that's why i want to help them the most too, like, or like do stuff that helps all of us let's be real and i just don't even think it's just the art world it's business world it's uh musicians yeah, you it's operate like that? comedians right yeah like it, you don't do it by yourself and, it's and modeling really, the masters they're the best people other people that like you they're doing the same thing as you they're like the best networking mm -hmm. <laughs> networking people or like whatever lame marketing term you can think of yeah it's not like that it's like no like meet cool people that do what you do too and can teach you along the way and just try to connect with them and it's it seriously is i keep saying matchmaking it's like they might not vibe with you or they might be like i hate how you're doing that but also it might be the other way and you might be like Absolutely. best friends after that or what's yeah. the best way for people to find you Oh, come like, to Green, come to Greenpoint. <laughs> but on uh, your social media channels, uh, just on Instagram, I guess. Uh, my name's Steve Wasterval. Uh, yeah, that's the best way. That's to the best me. way. Yeah, just find him on Instagram. Don't even bother looking in that any Greenpoint other. artist on yep. Instagram. I love it. Or uh, come come to Instagram and and ask people about the mini paintings. I, I'm trying to make it a word of mouth thing. I want it to be a you get, hey. Where's the mini paint thing? And someone will say, oh, it's this weekend. I'll <laughs> so be any, there. Any random stranger you ask. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the link with the marketing too. It's like, as an artist, how can you say you, you don't want like as many people that would like your stuff to know about it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever that is that you do. Um, and that's the same with business. You're not trying to find people that don't want it. You know? Yeah. So it's not, mar it's not marketing like, hey, hey, everybody. You know? It's not like that. It's like, Hey, would you like blah blah blah? And someone's like, hell yeah, you know. You're like, oh, then you would fucking love this. It's like, I hate that marketing sounds or feels like it's, it, like it's gross like you're intruding or something. Yeah, when yeah. really like when it's 
I, I hate to say when it's done well, but like there's obviously a way to do it where it's like it isn't like it doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah, it and I think that's like what that. you do. I think art, you do a really well, good see, job. Of marketing. That. Most of art is this like, hey, check this out, or here's this thing, or have you heard of this thing? It's all very markety in that way. Yeah. Um, I think that's why Banksy's so good. Like his yeah. stuff, get he gets that. I mean, the same thing goes with Tesla. You'll never see an advertisement or commercial for Tesla, yet they're one of the best-selling cars in America. Right. You know, it's amazing. It's like, like, yeah, story and brand. Is it something that you can talk about? And yeah. Say, yeah, you can say I have a Tesla and it like means a bunch of stuff. You care about the environment. Oh, it means a bunch of things. Yeah. yeah like. Yeah. Cool. That I think that wrap up episode five with Steve. Um, shout out to Steve. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks for coming, man. I could talk all day. I could talk I, to you all day. <laughs> and I think we're going to continue staying and talking, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And, yeah, thanks uh, for coming to Greenpoint. Um, I love the uh, Junk Lugger art shows. <laughs> I love, well, we're going to do I it again. That. Yeah, I would love that to happen again. But, uh, but maybe it doesn't have to even be the full show. Maybe we can think of a way to do it. Just like I thought, it doesn't have to become minis again, but like there's got to be a, a smaller individual scale version that you could do. Yeah, we've been talking about ideas, brainstorming. Yeah. Maybe doing it virtually. Like everyone gets an item or you yeah. leave stuff at places or like, you could do, yeah. Awesome. It'd be fun. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. <laughs>